And here we go. You heard it there in the intro. This is Call It How I See It. I always will, whether you like it or not, it's a different story, but that is still your problem and not mine. Back with another edition of the show, and of course, as usual, per the Patriots, I was getting ready to run down what happened on Sunday in what I felt was a good win against the Chargers, and I had a whole line of points to why that was, but the trade deadlines takes precedence over anything that happened on Sunday because last night, Monday night, it broke that Jimmy Garoppolo, yes, Jimmy G, Jimmy G spot, was traded from your New England Patriots to the San Francisco 49ers for a second-round pick, the 49ers' second-round pick, I should add, in the 2018 draft. The Niners are winless. For those who haven't focused out west on that team, and why would you? They're horrible. Uh, But they make a move now to bring in what they feel is a franchise quarterback and what people around New England have talked about for the past few off-seasons and What are the Patriots going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, we can put that to bed because we now have the answer. And uh, it's a little sad as a a talk show guy here myself because that's something that we've been able to talk about and I've listened to people talk about now for it feels like forever. Uh, What are the Patriots going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo when his contract comes up at the end of this season? And how are they going to handle that? Were they going to franchise tag him? Were they going to try to sign him to an extension and, and, and basically you know, give him the keys to the car but say you have to wait a few years before you can drive it? It's going to sit in the parking lot because that's indeed what was going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo because Tom Brady at the rate and at the way he's playing is going nowhere, was going nowhere. And you know that's, just, that's the matter of the fact. And how anyone could think that the Patriots were going to do anything different, it kind of shocks me a little bit. So a lot to get to as far as did we get enough or did the Patriots, I should say, get enough for Jimmy Garoppolo? We obviously heard all the rumors in this past offseason about what was out there, especially from the Cleveland Browns, uh, who Hugh Jackson, uh, it came out, loved, absolutely loved Jimmy Garoppolo as well as Carson Wentz. And their front office did not budge enough to make either one of those. They didn't take Carson Wentz when he was on the board uh, a couple of years back and obviously have not traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. He ends up in San Francisco. So were the Patriots going to get more for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, if they traded him to Cleveland and if they did it in the offseason? Adam Schefter. We all heard Adam Schefter. Anyone who listens to Boston Sports Talk Radio heard Adam Schefter excuse me, being basically arrogant and annoyed anytime he was asked about Tom Brady, I mean, I'm sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo, and if the Patriots would trade him. And to the point where it's funny, and you hear the clips played now on Sports Talk Radio about, you know, am I clear about this? They are not trading him. Even if they were offered four number one picks, they would not trade Jimmy Garoppolo. And who broke the news last night that 
Jimmy Garoppolo was traded for not four first-round picks, people, but one second-round pick. Well, that was Adam Schefter. So I feel like uh, Adam has a little backtracking to do not his brightest day as a NFL insider and a, a Patriot insider. He's usually on top of stories regarding the Patriots, and this one I feel like he uh, he was a little late to the party. A little late there, Adam. So uh, you can stand up on ESPN and backtrack and tell us now why they did it now. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just funny because he was so certain that uh, this team was really going to go forward with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, before I go off on an Adam Schefter tangent and throwing jokes his way, I want to actually get into what has taken place and my feelings on it. A lot of talk around sports uh, talk radio today. I heard a lot of callers uh, with different perspectives. Some didn't mind the trade at all. Others were unhappy, saying that you know Jimmy Garoppolo was the next guy. How do you trade the most important position in the NFL and possibly in sports, which is the quarterback position? Undoubtedly, uh, how do you trade away what you know many thought of as the next guy? And, and from what the Patriots. Uh, thought of him and what you heard they thought of him and holding on for him as long as they did, it was basically that you were led to believe that they felt he was the next guy too. So was a second round pick enough for him? I go back to this. It's simple, all right? And people might not like it. Call it how I see it. There's a little plug right there. I like that. But anyways, I don't mind the trade. I'm not going to throw my hands up and cry and kick and scream. This is what had to be done. It's simple. Tom Brady is playing at too high of a level, okay? He is your quarterback. 40 years old, yes, he's not getting any younger, and he's been a little inaccurate the past couple weeks. I think that's really due to an injury, um, whether it's a reported injury or not. I don't think it's solely his right shoulder. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of a hand injury in the, the Tampa Bay game. He, on a follow-through, uh, hit his hand off a, a helmet of one of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer defenders that's never been reported so that's that's pure speculation don't take that and run with it but it's just you know something to throw out there possibility I've heard other people mention it too but long story short is this is your quarterback and he's been your quarterback here for a long time and by the way done a lot of winning I don't think anyone forgets that so you can't move on from Tom Brady playing at this level I'm sorry there's no backup quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo or anyone else who is going to come in and do the job and do what Tom Brady does for you on a week-in, in, week-out basis, which is give you a chance to win even when it looks like there is no chance to win. When your team is behind 14, when your team is behind 28-3 to in the Super Bowl, uh, a very uh, recent reminder of Tom Brady's greatness along with you know Bill Belichick and the rest of the team. But still, he's not going anywhere. And this is for multiple reasons, okay? For one, he has a great contract with this team, all right? So besides the loyalty to the player and his performance, he has a good contract, and he's always been a team-first guy. So his contract, which runs through 2019 and maybe even an extension coming down the pike, was going to be cheaper than anything that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to sign, which I don't feel enough people are mentioning because if Brady's playing at this level at the, you know, the money that he's playing at this level for – you know, how are you going to bring in a backup quarterback? Now, I know Jimmy is 25 years old, turning 26 November 2nd, so 25, 26, whatever it be. Um, but he's going to demand a lot of money. Now, the Patriots held on a long time, so this is where the gripe can come in. Um, did they get enough for him? I feel like the move should have been made in the offseason. 
flat out. I think they waited too long on it. Um, and I'll tell you why they waited too long because reports have surfaced, but I think they waited too long. Do I think the return is horrible? A second round pick, it's going to be a high second round pick, possibly 33 or 34. San Francisco was winless. So was, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns. So it's either going to be, I would assume, 33 or 34, high second round pick, basically the end of a first round pick. And you have traded away a lot of your assets uh, in recent moves, especially moves right before the start of the season for what has turned out to be, you know, special team players, with the exception of uh, Batamosi, who was a special teams player, but is, you know, getting some real playing time and playing well, by the way. But you've traded away a lot of your assets. You don't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick from the last two seasons that you've made playing on this team right now, on this roster. So I think some of that is getting back the most that you can. Now, I still think that they would have got more if they had made the trade prior to the draft and in the offseason because I, I feel like the return, you know, you just you had a little bit more leverage, okay? Because now I feel like the leverage had switched from purely uh, the Patriots side to a little bit more of the player and Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and, you know, buyers who were going to make offers for the player. Now, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, uh, NFL Media, the Browns never offered a first-round pick for Garoppolo in the offseason. They offered a second-round pick and change. Obviously, you didn't get the and change, but they only offered a second-round pick, which is ultimately what you ended up with. Now, I'm not saying that Rappaport is throwing out false information here. I believe that he was probably tipped to this and, and given this information. But I don't know that I fully believe that. I don't know if that's floated out there by the team to kind of cover themselves, saying, you know, basically to their fans, well, look, look we got basically the same thing back, and it's going to be a high pick, obviously. Um, I don't know if I fully believe that. I, I feel like they could have got more for Garoppolo. I don't know if it's as much. As, you know, a first rounder, I definitely don't think, you know, from what we see now that it was four first rounders or even two. Um, I, I think this is probably along the lines of what they were offered. And that's just me and my feelings. But, you know, I think some people overrated the value of Garoppolo, um, you know, and Mike Giardi of uh, NBC Boston, uh, NBC Boston Sports mentioned this, too. Um, you know, that, that the player, you know, he's got a chance to be a terrific player, but it's, you know, it's a chance. And, and I kind of always felt that way personally. I mean, you look at what you saw from Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, you liked what you saw when he started against Arizona last year in the first game of the season, did a good job there. You know, I give him credit hats off. I didn't expect that kind of performance from him. And he looked great in the start of the game against Miami the following week. The problem was is he went out in that game with a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder, which he didn't end up starting the next two games, Houston and then Buffalo. Um, and that's, a, that's an injury that other players have played with. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the question of toughness was always thrown out there with him. And, you know, an injury that just a few weeks ago you saw Jameis Winston, who's no world beater, but he played with it and Tom Brady has played with it, as was, you know, reported at nauseum at the time. But... Not to get too off tr uh, off track, but the point is, is you know, you didn't see that much out of Garoppolo. Now you saw him in some, you know, like I said, that game against Arizona and Miami, and some garbage time, in some other games, in preseason, obviously. But I've seen so many players, and this is why I'm not so thrown off by the trade. I've seen so many players 
so many over the years. Matt Flynn. You probably don't even know his name, but that's because he sucked. He sucked, okay? He was bad. He played for the Green Bay Packers in a game that actually he played against the Patriots in a spot start for Aaron Rodgers and, you know, looked really good. He got a huge contract in Seattle, and it never panned out. Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Now, we all know Brock, okay, because he was obviously, uh, you know, with the Denver Broncos, had some success, and then Peyton took over in the Super Bowl, goes to Houston and craps the bed. Uh, crapped down his leg, traded to Cleveland. They didn't even want him. They released him, and now he's a backup for Trevor Simeon, who sucks too. If you watch Monday Night Football this week, you see how bad he sucks, and he's still the backup there. So you've seen a lot of quarterbacks just over the years have flashes and been nothing more than flashes in the pan and, and never really panned out. So you don't really know what you have until it's you've seen it for, and I'm not even saying one season, two seasons, three seasons. Because you see so many of these players come in the league, have great success, and then they falter in their second year. So I don't think what we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo was really enough. Now, that doesn't mean that's not what the Patriots felt. Because Bill Belichick raved about Jimmy Garoppolo today. And you don't usually see him, or hear him, I should say, talk about a player who's been traded the way that he talked about Jimmy. So I actually believe they really like this player. Now, I, I think that it did hurt Belichick to have to trade him. I do think that he feels Jimmy can play and play at a high level. Um, to read a quote uh, from Belichick today in a conference call, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Jimmy. I couldn't ask for him to give us any more than he has given us. The 49ers are getting a good player. They're getting a good person, and they're getting a great teammate, and they're getting a good quarterback, and Jimmy is good. Getting a good coach. The quote goes on to say, his career is moving forward. He's a talented individual. He is a great person to coach. I met with him weekly. As his career moves forward, we have to look at our team this year and beyond. We probably had in mind, uh, we probably had in mind the best quarterback situation in the league for the last two and a half years. That stands out to me because that tells me he doesn't want to move on for that. He goes on to say, it is just not sustainable the way things are set up. Not something we wanted to walk away from. I felt we rode it out as long as we could. Over a period of time, explored every option possible to sustain it. And at this point, felt like we had to make a decision. Very complex situation on multiple levels. This is really the last window we had. We did what we felt was best for the team. There were many th things involved in the whole process. Now, you never hear Belichick talk about a player they have traded so highly. Did you hear him mention anything about Jamie Collins, even up to this point, or any of the other billion players, Richard Seymour, the list goes on and on, of players he traded? Talk about a player the way that he, you know, basically glorified Jimmy Garoppolo. I find it interesting in the quote when he says, it's not something we wanted to walk away from. I felt we rode it out as long as we could over a period of time, explored every option possible to sustain it. So right there, that tells me, and other reports do concur with this, that they really did try to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. They tried to extend him. Now, to that, I think it's naive of the team to truly believe that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to sign an extension to hold the clipboard for Tom Brady. 
I just think that's crazy. And I think anyone who thinks that Jimmy Garoppolo would do that is crazy too. You are stupid if you believe that, okay? And that's not to be – that's not too harsh. I'm sorry. You're stupid if you believe a player who has backed up Tom Brady and who has the aura around him that Jimmy Garoppolo has and has got the media attention that he has along with some some proven you know abilities and, and good games – that he's going to want to do that because he's with a great organization that's winning and a great coach, and he's backing up the greatest quarterback of all time. Does that sound like many players you know? Do you do you would would you really want to sit behind someone else because they're great and watch your career as you age on and on and sit there for another three years and not get a start possibly to your twenty eight or twenty nine or who who the hell knows when Tom Brady's going to retire at this point. So this is where the player now had more power than the team because the team didn't trade the player earlier in the offseason. That's something I touched on earlier. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo can now look at the team who's trying to negotiate with him, trying to make a deal with him to stay here. And I don't know what that deal possibly you know would be. Maybe, hey, Jimmy, we'll throw you a couple years with a low cap hit and then back end. Uh, the deal with a lot of money, and you know, then you'll have the starting role. But whatever it was, I'm not going to speculate. Whatever it was, it's not something he's going to take. The player wants to play. It's been reported that he wants to play, that he doesn't like being the backup, which, by the way, I want out of my quarterback. I don't want a player who's okay being a backup. So that's not a bad thing. I'm not criticizing Jimmy Garoppolo for that at all. I think that's the right mindset. Why the hell would you want to back up? But This is where he can basically say to the team, unless you're going to blow me out of the water, which I don't think there's anything that he, you know, they they could offer him that would blow him out of the water. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, hold your feet to the fire. And the only thing the team could do is franchise the player. They could franchise Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the season. That brings me to my next point, because I think Kraft had a hand, as he is very rightfully so to have, in this decision. Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft are going to stick their nose in any personnel decision that has to do with this team and basically tell Bill Belichick what he's going to do. It's about Tom Brady. This is a quarterback. This is a player who has been the ultimate Patriot, has a great relationship with both Jonathan and Robert Kraft, and has been you know, the perfect Patriot over the years. Now, we all know Belichick to be the crude football mind who doesn't hold attachment to any player. If he was, it would be Tom Brady, by the way. But I don't even think that's really the case because I've heard uh, different reports that Brady's relationship with Belichick isn't uh, what everyone thinks it is. It's not the, great, the greatest quarterback and the greatest coach always on the same page. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, they work well together, so, you know, that's all that matters is wins. But at the end of the day, I don't think that Bill Belichick is really worried about Tom Brady. But I do think that that Robert Kraft is, and I think that he wants him to finish out his career as a Patriot. And I think that Robert Kraft, and I don't know this for sure, probably said to Bill, Hey, Bill, you know, I know you like Jimmy. We like Jimmy too. Good kid, good guy, probably a good player. We know that you, you know, critique players very well. That's why you have the keys to the car and run the organization from the player personnel standpoint. But Tom Brady's going to finish his career as a New England Patriot, and that's the way it is. So you either figure out something with Jimmy that is cost-efficient, by the way, 
or you make a move. You make a move, which is what you saw them do. Because at the end of the day, no owner in the NFL is going to pay a backup quarterback $25 million to hold a clipboard. Not for one year, definitely not for two or three or four. That's not going to happen. And I think that Robert Kraft, rightfully so, I don't like coaches sticking their nose in player personnel decisions. But if he's going to do it, this is where I'm okay with him doing it. It's his right. He owns the team. This is his right. Now, you can say, is this the best move for the team? Because quarterback is the most important you know, position on the field in, in, in the NFL. That's a different story. But that's going to fall on, you know, and it will be reflected in you know, Bill because you'll never hear a word that Robert you know, indeed said that or not until many years after. But that's something the team will have to you know, be you know, criticized if it doesn't work out for Brady when that happens. But for now... This is the right move. I, I, I actually agree with it. And I think that, you know, the, the, the other thing is that, you know, not to get off track here, I'm just my mind's thinking as I'm, as I'm talking here, is Garoppolo, another thing that, you know, people don't mention is he doesn't have to sign that franchise tag. And if he doesn't, you know, he can be a holdout, a distraction. They can't trade him if he doesn't sign the franchise tag. So when Belichick said we had no other options, I do think they had another option. I think that that's where Belichick is wrong. I think he did have another option. He just didn't want to take it, and that's fine. You, you could have franchised Garoppolo, hoped that he signed it, and then traded him in the offseason, but I don't think you're going to get or would have gotten any more for him than what you did get. So, you know, that is what it is. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to make the best move for the team, and they had to get what they could get for him, and that was a second-round pick from San Francisco. And finally, to wrap out Garoppolo's state of mind is he's going to be able to get paid no matter where he goes. He's going to make a lot of money, probably 40, 50, 60 million guaranteed. I'm throwing numbers out there, crazy numbers, but that's the way the NFL works now. And that's the way the NFL works when it comes to paying what people think is the next quarterback. So why would Garoppolo sign once again with New England to be a backup just so he could get paid, let's say they hypothetically would have paid him that money, and I don't want to go through too many hypotheticals, but let's say they did. Still, why would Garoppolo take that and be a backup? Why not take the money from someone else, whether it be Cleveland or the 49ers or any of the other crap bag teams in this league, and there are plenty of them that need quarterbacks. Why wouldn't he take the money from those teams and play? You know, Once again, it goes back to why is he going to want to be a backup? You know, I don't want a player that wants to be a backup, and he doesn't want to be a backup. So that's working in his favor in my mind. I give him credit for that. But why would he stay with you? No reason. No reason. It's stupid. So to pivot from the stupidity that would be if Garoppolo did that, I want to talk a little bit now about the Patriots' depth chart at quarterback. It's been very well talked about. They do not have another quarterback. I don't think anyone should worry too much about that. Brian Hoyer, who was previously with the San Francisco 49ers and actually was discussed as being part of the deal, uh, was released by the team immediately. He wasn't part of the deal because of contract stuff and, and compensation coming back and forth. So he was released by the 49ers. All reports point to the fact that Brian Hoyer, who was here from 2009 to 2011, will sign. There's your backup quarterback. So I don't want to talk too much about that, but that's kind of what's going to play out. They will have a backup quarterback. They're not just going to have Tom Brady on their depth chart. 
the interesting thing now is, and people have talked about it, is Butler, who was still talked about to be on the trading block, was not moved at the deadline. Uh, the Patriots actually did not make another move at the deadline. But now it gives them the opportunity, and I don't think they will, by the way, but it is interesting to at least talk about and you know discuss a little bit that the Patriots now have the opportunity uh, to franchise Malcolm Butler in the offseason if they wanted to. Now, Belichick has not been a big proponent or a big fan of the franchise tag. He very uh, rarely uses it. I think the last time he used it on a cornerback was Asante Samuel. They decided not to pay him after. He went to Atlanta. So you you know, you know see that they don't do that very often, but it is a possibility. Uh, people talked about prior to the, the trade deadline, maybe they packaged Butler in that second-round pick for a real big name. They didn't do that, and honestly, I'm happy they didn't do that um, because I, I think Malcolm Butler is your best cornerback, and I don't want him moving. So I'm going to leave that at that. It is worth noting that there were some other big trades in the NFL. Uh, Jay Jai, I don't think this is as big as some people is make, are making it, but he went from the Miami Dolphins, another crap bag, um, to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, people make a big deal about this. The Eagles are already the best team in football, according to some in the power rankings. have only lost one game, 7-1. and one. They have your old back, LeGarrette Blunt. So that tells you what uh, Philadelphia thinks about him. For all the people that were big, huge LeGarrette Blunt fans, uh, the Eagles, who were in first place, don't think that he's enough. Uh, they gave up a fourth-round pick for Ajayi. Not a big deal to me. Buffalo made another move today. Uh, they uh, acquired uh, Calvin Benjamin from the Panthers. A little surprise. It was a third-round pick, I believe, and a seventh-round pick next year. Um, you know, people said, why don't the Patriots make a move for Benjamin? That's not really a move the Patriots make very often. Uh, you know, we obviously saw them trade for, for Cooks and Randy Moss over the years. But, uh, you know, not a whole lot of movement on the other front for the Patriots. No moves on the defensive side. It looks like they are going to stay steady with what they have. And moving forward, it just has to be enough for this team to, to win a Super Bowl. To throw out a couple of other uh, little nuggets, little quick nuggets to wrap up the show, uh, Tom Brady, if anyone was wondering on uh, Halloween, which I am not a fan of, uh, dressed up uh, with his wife, Giselle, as avocado and toast. So that's, uh, that's also breaking news. Everyone will see the pictures up on his Instagram. Very cute stuff. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's really big stuff right there. I just felt like I had to throw that in. No, but what I really wanted to say was I find it interesting, too, that Garoppolo goes to San Francisco, which in the offseason, uh, your offensive co coordinator, uh, Josh McDaniels, as well as uh, Nick Casario, who's in your uh, player personnel division of the team, uh, were up for jobs at that organization, you know, for that organization. And now that, you know, they turned him down and then the Patriots trade it, uh, trade Jimmy to that team. It's also been reported today, uh, and I don't have it up in front of me exactly who it was. Let's see if I can find it real quick as I'm talking that the uh, 49ers actually made a play for Garoppolo uh, in the offseason. Uh, that was actually, a, a, according to pro football talk, that you know, Belichick wouldn't go into uh, what was discussed with the 49ers as far as, you know, other, you know, compensation maybe for the player. Um, but um, John Lynch, who is now their GM, said, uh, we studied him hard. Uh, we studied him hard this offseason. We tried to do a deal this offseason. Uh, it didn't come to fruition. It presented itself now, and we felt like it was an opportunity we had to jump at. 
And, you know, as uh, Adam Schefter reported, the teams just started talking yesterday morning. And I find it also funny for the last little tidbit that uh, Belichick was on a conference call talking about uh, how he handles uh, the trading, uh, the trade deadline and, uh, you know, that he didn't, uh, you know, we'll see how things play out. So I find it funny that they started talking in the morning and I don't know if it was before the, uh, the conference call. I'm, I'm expecting or suspect that it was knowing Belichick who works all hours of every day uh, and uh, let on nothing. To uh, to the media there, I find that you know Bill Belichickian, uh, the 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 evil empire, uh, Bill Belichick. So there you have it. Stay locked in for more news as uh, I'm sure it comes down the pike. Uh, the Patriots are in a bye week. Uh, they'll come back and face uh, the Denver Broncos uh, November 12th. But I'm sure more about this story will break. So I'll be all over it like white on rice. Yes, I know, very original right there, but I will be. Anything else that uh, breaks on this, I'm sure I'll be on it in uh, the next episode of the show. So there you have it. That's been another episode of Call It How I See It with Stephen A. Norman. Thank you for always uh, for loaning me your ears. Check out the show's Facebook page for more takes from me, myself, and I, including articles, videos from around the Boston sports world at facebook.com backslash call it how i see it sports also follow the show on soundcloud at soundcloud.com backslash call it how i see it sports and you can catch me tweeting on twitter at stephen a1 norman or email the show at call it how i see it sports at gmail.com thank you again and i'm out like three strikes